Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to the Marriage is Tougher Than Woodpecker Lips podcast. This is Brian. And I'm Paul. We'd like to welcome you to a community meant for the men of the world to share our thoughts and perspectives on marriage. We can learn from each other's experiences and help each other be better husbands. Now, let's get right into the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to the pod. Thank you for tuning in. To our new listeners, welcome as well. Uh, today we want to talk about establishing expectations in your marriage. Um, Specifically, we want to talk about your perspective of what your marriage should look like, what it should be, how you should serve each other, and um, we also are going to talk about when those expectations should change, how they should, or how they should change, um, and yeah, that's it. As we're, as we're uh, thanking you for tuning in, just... You can connect with us on any of our social media channels, uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, see our lovely faces on YouTube, or also uh, join us at our website, marriagestougher.com. We would just want to create this community, hear what is going on, take suggestions for episodes, and as well as if you want to be a guest on the website, you can fill out a short form and we can get you going there. Again, just search Marriage is Tougher on any of the socials and so that we can connect to continue to grow this community. All right, let's get into the show. Yeah. So I realized not so long ago that my wife and I didn't speak enough to each other before we got married about what our expectations for our marriage should be. Right? We, I think probably both came in with preconceived notions. And I think because we think very similarly in many areas may have skipped that step thinking that that might have been congruent as well. We are finding now that it's not. (laughs) And, uh, you know, it's run us into a little bit of trouble, but... We're, we're ironing that out, um, but I felt that it was worth the discussion on the podcast because I have to imagine that there are other married couples out there or couples who are you know, intending to get married who have also not had this conversation, and it gets them into trouble and maybe into a space where uh, they might not be able to recover from. Um, so as a, you know, a counselor, what would your suggestion be on, you know, when, when to have that type of conversation? It's a, uh, you can go through it a couple of different ways, right? You should have it before you get married. Um, you should have it lightly if you can just to think about it even as you're considering moving to that level like knowing that okay we're gonna go ring shopping or whatever Um, but a, a lot of it is missed because some of it is like talking about your family of origin and like what what happened in your household and expectations I know we we kind of sprinkle it in on all topics that we talk about as far as if it's communication, if it's finance, if it's 
um, raising kids, there's always a section of, well, what did you, you know, how was that growing up? You know, how did your mother handle that? How did your father handle that? And when you start to unpack that, um, it brings light to the experience that each person went through and realizing that each person has their own experience that they're bringing to the marriage. So then it's like, okay, so what do you saw it this way? How do you want to see it for your marriage? And we generally ask each person to verbalize that or we'll do a homework to have them write it out. Like if it's, or do an exercise, like if it's chores, like what chores did you see your mom do? What chores did you see your dad do? You know, what chores do you like? What chores do you do you not like? Share. And then that way you can talk. So if everyone hates the dishes, at least we know that. And then we put something in place that they get done so one person doesn't do them more than the other. But if someone loves dishes and we're like, okay, are you cool to put that on and that's going to be your thing, then yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or if someone likes folding or laundry, just using those examples. But it's more so realizing your family of origin um, or the family you grew up in. How did you guys, what did you see? What did you like? What didn't you like? And then what do you want for you? Um, so you can have that with different topics, but you can also just have a straight, direct conversation like, what does marriage mean to you? And as a husband, what do you want to do? As a wife, what do you expect him to do? Um, and what's his marriage look like as a whole? Hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's funny that you mentioned, um, you know, asking what did you witness as a kid, right? Because it, it came up the other day with my my oldest daughter, um, and it was just sort of in passing, but, you know, she was basically like, yeah, mommy does most of the stuff around here, and I was like, ouch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because <laughs> it was more or less like, and I know she didn't mean anything by it, but it was like the amount of work that I do outside of the home gets completely discounted right like this is i know it's not real but just kind of hit me in the moment and i was like you know there is a lot of things that i do uh around the house as well but again i, I felt like that all got discounted and it led me to think like are these conversations that are happening when i'm not home or you know what i mean like the, is this a conversation i need to have with my wife that uh i'm not helping enough if uh or is it just my kid being honest about what she sees because I'm not home as often as my wife or she just blatantly notices like dad doesn't do anything around here, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, <laughs> um, you know, and it's funny because it's like what is my belief about what is happening? What is their perception about happening? And then like what is the reality, mm -hmm. right? So it took me down a little bit of a rabbit hole but I, I know uh it spurred some conversations that needed to happen so I'm, I'm grateful for it actually yeah i mean that's good i think it's using resources and things that are valid right because there's no agenda for your daughter to say that she's just right. talking about what she sees but it triggers like okay 
and not trigger in a bad way, but like it sparks thought process, mm-hmm. you know, and then you have to remember, because uh, I was talking to a friend of mine, we were kind of on, a, we were on a road trip this past couple of days and we were just in the car talking and he has a wide range. He has a baby and he has a senior in high school. Um, and, you know, he works a lot and he is not home a lot, but so due to what we were doing, he had to miss and his oldest had a game that he was missing. And he was like, man, I'm sorry. I'm not going to miss, I'm not going to make your game. But he was like, the, the child was like, uh, I get it. Like, it's a bummer. He's like, but I understand like we have to eat. Right. Right. <laughs> and at, as at that age, he understands, you know, someone's working. No, this is, we have this lifestyle because daddy's working mm-hmm. and I might see mom more, but like he, you know, the things that we need money for, that's what he's out here doing. Mm-hmm. You know, as a, as a young child, you don't understand that. You just see, you see your mom more and doing more and specifically around the house. Um, but I'm sure if there was something about work, she understands the fact that you're out there working more but just on that level so it's good to use those to have those conversations because at any time in your marriage expectations can change Mm -hmm. um so it's always good to regroup and rehash and just make sure it has anything changed are we still on the same page that type of stuff yeah and that's key for my relationship because it has changed so many times right when we first met, she was still in school. Before we got married, she, you know, got her degree and whatnot. And I think a large part of it for us is I think I had created this dream in my head that, you know, she was going to be able to pursue her degree, right? Get that, find the job that she wanted, which after her uh, internship, she was saying how much she enjoyed doing that work and wanted to pursue that. And I'm like, all right, great. So my job now is to make sure I make space for her to do that, right? And then our first child comes along and, you know, her expectations changed, but we never really had a conversation about that. So in my mind, I'm like, all right, I'm just going to wait here and, you know, buy my time until she goes after that job. And then kid number two comes along and I'm like, man, I don't know, she's not going to go after that job, is she? <laughs> right? And again, like we just weren't necessarily talking about it. We were just living our lives and doing the things that we needed to be done, making changes to the parameters of our relationship, right? And we're, we're both obviously still fully bought in, but I feel like we kind of had separate goals right so as much as you can be bought into a goal that only exists in your head we were both fully bought in right and you know then kid number three comes along so that changes it even more right oh by the way within that time i also started a business and uh, at times had this dream of potentially doing that solely but could never quite take the leap to do that on my own 
because I was also holding down the the benefits and everything for the family while you know she was working in her job which allows her to stay home largely during the day with the kids so we never had to put them in daycare right so all of these things fit into some sort of picture and I think at some point she felt she wasn't living up to what she thought she wanted for her life. So that was a thing. And I think I was upset that she wasn't pursuing what I thought she wanted to. But, you know, her her goal line changed. Right. And so, like, I'm still living over here <laughs> with this dream and everything had changed. And, you know, I, I obviously I realized that, but never necessarily reconciled that, you know, what she might just not want to do that anymore. So I, we did end up having a conversation about that eventually and, you know, got past that point. But um, for, a long time we were struggling for that reason you know and it's just all these things that were left unsaid yeah i mean i think it's good to acknowledge that expectations in marriage are going to happen whether you talk about them or not mm -hmm. right because each partner is going to have an outlook on what they want to do for themselves and how they think the marriage and their family should go. So it's good to talk about them to make sure one, they're realistic and two, you're on the same page so that you can work toward whatever goal um, is important to you and what you think you should do. Um, so those conversations are important to even have. Because if you remember, most most of the time when we get upset or frustrated or mad or hurt, it's not the action that was done by our partner. It's the letting down of the expectations that we had for that particular thing mm -hmm. that was done, right? So if we can be on the same page as much as we can be, then we can mitigate you know, arguments, hurt feelings, um, all those negative things that come with poor communication. Um, and it's good to set them as soon as possible, right? Have your baseline of this is what, you know, early on in your relationship. I mean, you can do this whenever you realize, oh, we haven't set them, but just set some. I'll just say them. And setting is not like this is what it has to be, but it's more like, this is what I'm thinking. What are you thinking? What is what can we work together on? At least coming to that common goal. Once you do that, they can change at any point. <laughs> you just have to remember to com to have a conversation, right? Anything big, life changing, um, you know, job job shifts, um, time commitment shifts. If like you're volunteering or you're involved in like an organization, and maybe that happens more, um, kids. Uh, moving or just time. So, you know, every year you should probably at least do that. 
same time same time of the year so maybe if it's in the spring and you're doing your spring cleaning and all that you're like oh, let's talk about goals it could be beginning of the year end of year whatever um but if you kind of keep it consistent at least you know once a year we're going to talk about that but maybe twice a year works better mm-hmm. for you just to keep it um at top of mind so Consistency is always a key in marriage. It's just how do we figure out what consistent looks like in our expectations? Yeah, I I think for us, we figured out how to schedule a weekly chat. Um, it doesn't always necessarily have to be about expectations, right? But it keeps our conversation going and it keeps our relationship progressing um and for us the funny thing is that this is relatively new uh to have this weekly weekly talk about our relationship just as we're beginning to mature more within our marriage um and and mature as individuals you know we've we found that this is, even though we have limited time, the best course of action for us, you know, especially mm-hmm. right now. And on the horizon, we can see some more changes. And, you know, like you said, it, it pays to have the, the conversation early and often. Um, you know, I'm intending to go back to school, so we have to figure out how to make that work. Um you know, whether it be financially, uh, time-wise, you know, um, am I going to have to hire some folks in order to, uh, you know, keep the, the business operating or for whatever period of time that this commitment will take, is she going to be willing to, you know, take on more of the tasks, um, and, you know, with, with your goals, right, they have to be time-bound. So that, that ultimately means I'm going to have to be held to, you know, finishing this degree by a date, right? right? And, you know, really just making sure that I live up to that. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a great example of a life change and talking through it and but staying consistent about talking through it Uh, because anyone who knows or who has gone through going back to school as an adult with your responsibilities um, it can be challenging if you're not talking through it often Mm -hmm. so uh, that's a great example of something's going to change um, let's talk about it a lot before it happens. Like, all right, let's talk about it a bunch before I start school, but then also let's keep checking in to make sure what areas need tweaked so that we can be on the same page. Yeah. And, you know, one thing that just popped in my head is being willing to adjust for the sake of your relationship, even when you've made a decision together and decided to, you know, make a change or change an expectation or, you know, just for the example that we're using, you know, maybe I get halfway through 
and something needs to change. Somebody gets sick or, you know, whatever the case may be, God forbid. Mm -hmm. But if it needs to change, have the conversation and be open and willing to make those changes. It, It might not mean that you're no longer going to be able to accomplish that goal, right? It might mean it just needs to take a little bit longer. Right. Maybe she commits to taking on that extra responsibility for the next four years. Right. But halfway through, she's like, I misjudge this. I can't. Like, right. I, I need more of you. Right. And so I, I can just imagine, right, having all these conversations with, you know, leadership saying, like, hey, I, I plan to have this in place by this date. Right, I'll have that piece of paper. We can start talking about my movement within the company, and then, you know, due to my family situation, now that date is changing, and I might feel like now I'm losing out on opportunities. Mm. And, you know, if we're not having those types of conversations, I could see being resentful to something like that happening. Right. Right. But. I can't sit there and blame my wife for her needs. Right. When she's, it's, yeah, when she's expressing them. Right. For sure. There's, right. there's little, there's little space for error and contention if things are communicated. Mm-hmm. Right. There's not, yeah, perfect example. We're not going to, we can't harbor anything if we know what she's feeling and why, and she's expressed it. So it, it, the next thing is how do we shift it and make it work? Right. How, now that it's shifted, what do we need to do? Right. And that's, that's time and energy better spent than harboring and being frustrated. Yeah. You know, and I mean, you really just have to remind yourself that it's not a one way conversation or a one way relationship. Right. Just as she, would have agreed to take on this, that, and the third, you know, you have to remember that you're here to serve as well. Right. Um, It's good. So that's where I'm at on that. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's great. Um, As we're wrapping this up, uh, the, the only thing I'm thinking about is the challenging of the, the most challenging part about this is staying consistent and communicating respectfully through it. Mm. Um, so just remember that part when you're talking about your goals. Um, remember that you're working together for whatever it is um, as a unit to try to allow your marriage to be awesome and as prosperous and as fruitful as it can be um, because there might be polar opposite expectations about something uh, individually, but you have to think, okay, so what's the best for our marriage? What's the best for our family? Um, And that is that remembering that you're serving each other and with service uh, is sacrifice sometimes, Mm. Um, but it has to be a balance of sacrifice as well. Um, or agreed upon sacrifice. So that's just my nugget on that. Just remember you're serving each other and you um, 
you care about each other and you want the best for each other. So if you can bring that to your establishing your expectations, then um, it'll work for your favor. Yeah, it's a good way to wrap it up, man. And to the listeners, this is your weekly reminder to engage with us on our social medias. Searching Marriage is Tougher on Facebook, on Instagram. Those are the places that you can continue the conversation for any of the topics that we've had here. And if you'd like to suggest a topic or if you'd like to be a guest, feel free to reach us, reach out to us at marriageistougher.com. There's a short form for you to fill out there. And, you know, just engage with us, ask us questions, um, you know, that we're looking to provide a space, a safe space for men to have conversations about marriage and become better husbands, right? Uh, so we hope we're doing that for you. If you are on YouTube watching us, make sure you hit that, uh, hit that like for us so we can reach more eyes and ears and hit that notification bell. So, you know, you can find out immediately when we upload a new, a new episode. But outside of that, you know, make sure you're uh, doing all the calls to action, like leave us feedback so we know we're doing well. Or, you know, if you really want to tell us we're doing poorly, let us know so we can, uh, you know, give you what you want. Right. But with that being said, I guess we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. If you got any value out of this episode, we'd like to invite you to rate, follow and review on your favorite podcast platform. If you would like to be a guest or want to have your questions answered, hit us up on our website, marriageistougher.com, or follow us on Facebook, searching Marriage is Tougher Than Woodpecker Lips. Thanks again. This is Paul. And this is Brian. We will talk to you next time.